We've been in the works. I've messed up the schedule with him around about three times now. So I will publicly apologize to you. <laughs> uh, okay. I am sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, real quick, Kev, how you feeling today, man? I am feeling phenomenal, bro. Y'all couldn't tell we had some audio issues earlier, but we're driving on because that's what we do here. But yeah, yeah. Sir. Excited to have you on, Tyler, and uh, hand it back to you, Trev. Let's get it. Yeah, Tyler. Well, you want to just start real quick on where you grew up, who you are, where you're from, where you get your values from. We'll just uh, yeah. start, let's just start. Yeah, let's just start with uh, where you grew hey, up. Hey, <laughs> who are you? Yeah, so I'm Talbavakwa. I grown up in upstate New York. It's a little cold up here, uh, and also fucking nasty snowstorms. Um, Alexander, the one you had another call, can also attest he lives pretty close to me. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he's like 30 minutes from where I'm from. I think 30 minutes north. Um, but yeah, I mean, grew up here whole whole life so far, 18. Um, still in high school last year. Fucking brutal, but it's a cruise. It's all right. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, in terms of my, I guess what I've been doing recently is just mostly Bavaka agency. That's our current agency that we've been uh I guess, you know, scaling at this point, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, we work with pretty simple stuff. We work with TikTok. We do TikTok ads for e-commerce brands. Um, and we've been doing that for just under over three years. So it's been a journey. Wow. You um, start, wait, link, so you link down below. 15? Yeah. I started what three years ago is pandemic ish. So I think I, I started, bro, I started, like, reselling and, like, managing accounts and, like, social media, like, by four or five years ago. So, it's been, uh, in terms of, like, kind of the online money space, it's been a journey. How did you start doing that at 15? Because there was nothing like this when I was 15. I mean, there's, so growing up in my school, when I was back in, like, I think, eighth grade, um, I used to like sell, like resell Supreme, Off White, shit like that. Oh hell yeah! Um, and yeah, and there was a kid who was like, I want to say two years older than me, that put me onto it. Um, he was doing like I think six figures with that. So started doing that. Unfortunately for Supreme drops and stuff like that, I was like eleven, and I was in, like a science class. And I, I could have. Right quick, tell me you saw it was like a Vice documentary where it had that guy from New York talking about Supreme, how he resells it. Yeah, I oh, think it's complex. It. Complex is what complex, it's complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't but um, yeah, I mean, back in the day when I couldn't have my phone out, I just go to the bathroom, buy some shit, come back to the class, and act like nothing happened. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I mean that kind of turned into growing social media accounts, that turned into Facebook ads, and then where we are today, which is. I, I take it the reselling Supreme and shit didn't work. It, it did. I did a, a decent amount, but I was like, I remember I spent like 10, 12 hours a day just sitting there, just trying to get stuff and it never worked. So it was like, I made a decent amount of money, but it was, it was just like, it was like time in time out. It wasn't like a, a high returning you know, margins that I made or cash that we bagged in. Cause yeah, I try to do the same thing. And like, I try to, I get, way too into everything i do and so i got like a bot and a proxy and all this yeah, shit right too. so like if y'all don't know with supreme drops they're in new york right so what people will do is they'll get a bot to add the cart or add the end of the cart and check it out really fast right and then they'll get a proxy server that's in manhattan so it's a lot faster the, the, the internet's a lot quicker right and so i logged into the proxy and then put my bot on that proxy and then the proxy people like kicked me off or you know, they messed up my account. I couldn't access it pretty much. I don't know what happened. Bam. And so that, that proxy was gone and my bot. So it's like, it's like Ooh. a $500 bot. It's crazy money for these things. Yeah. I remember I sold my bot for like, I bought for like a hundred dollars. I sold it for like six fifty, And then I started, uh, I started a drop shipping brand, which led to nothing. But um, for me, back in the day, bro, I was like 14, 15. I was like, bro, I got a quick bag. I feel like I'm on top of the world. Yeah, Were you no, making a, like, awesome. 
good flips though getting like rare items yeah yeah like i remember for like a month straight there was like these i want to say like these prints or whatever that were like i think like they were maybe 30 bucks 40 bucks and like the first couple of drops were like really easy wait i waited like maybe 10 minutes to decide i would always do that sometimes and like bought bought this print went to ebay sold it for like 250 and then I continued doing that for like three, four weeks straight until I actually got like more botted. So I was like, fuck that, I'm out. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, I mean, I, I made a decent amount of money in general, even just for like a 13, 14 year old. I was, I felt like I was on top of the world. I mean, shit was a lot more expensive. I was looking up like a box logo sweatshirt. I was on Grail the other day, like three days ago. And you could get like a gray box logo for like less than 400. Yeah. Like back Drop then, down. that would have cost you probably twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Drop down, but I mean, yeah. Then hopped into drop shipping, and eventually led me down uh, where I am today. And to be honest, bro, don't want it any other way. Like this is this is uh, exactly where I want to be. That's awesome that you found it at eighteen. That's unbelievable. That's so cool. Yeah, I love hearing shit. I like mean, that. at eighteen, I was, I had no idea what I was gonna do. Completely Dude, no one dropped shit back then, bro. Yeah. We barely knew what Bitcoins were back then. <laughs> I've got to ask, yeah. though, Tyler, are, are there many people in your school doing this, like, kind of not really traditional shit? Um, there's... Do you know on Twitter, Andre Haeckel? Pretty big yeah. guy. Andre Haeckel. Like he, runs, uh, he runs uh, a coaching program for agency owners. His brother went to my school and I'm friends with the family, but I'd say in general, it was only the other, one other kid, probably. There's, like, even now, there's probably one other kid in general that isn't doing the traditional stuff, but, I mean, unique out here. That's, like, the weird thing, because I'm, like, in IO, right, you see a lot of young people, and they're all pretty, pretty intelligent. Like yeah. They're not the, the woke idiots that I hear these schools are producing now, right? No, no. I mean, IO is uh, a very rare breed. And it's like, even like when I compare it to my school, it's like, there's just a whole bunch of just stupid people at my school. It's insane. And like IO, when I hopped in at first, like, holy shit. It's like, because I've never seen it before. But now IO is like a... It just feels normal to just meet people in Iowa that are pretty similar. Yeah, you met up with anybody off Twitter or anything, like in person yet? Um, I don't think I have. In terms of Iowa, I haven't. Um, in general, in like the agency space, I met up when I was in Las Vegas last year, like a year ago. I met up with an agency owner, and uh, we kicked it like I had like a I was at a casino and there was like a pool, and we just chill at the pool for like an hour and a half just keep the shit but this year most definitely uh i i plan to there's some guys that i'm friends with that are in hungary um him and i were talking about hey you know let's let's go to cape town september ish um and then i got some friends in new york that in q3 we also want to go to marbella and i got some friends in marbella too so definitely uh I wanna. I'm not taking shit lightly this year. It's uh, <laughs> I plan to just continue to dominate. That's it. Hey, what you gotta do, bro? That's fucking cool, though. Do you you just do organic TikTok then? That's what your agency does. So mainly TikTok ads and then the creative production side of things. We we have one client for TikTok organic currently, um, but organic is kind of our we don't really sell that too often it's more the advertising nature yeah and how big's your team yeah so we only got three people um i i personally i personally enjoy the the more small lean efficient team i don't like the 20 people teams where it's like our clients any any client we take on is an intimate relationship send them gifts you know if i'm flying somewhere you know like if i'm in las vegas or cape town and someone's there i'll go visit them um, so I purposely made our team small so we can't take on 20, 40 clients. We actually get better client results and clients are actually happier and continues to be better that way. Okay. 
yeah, that's what we do, man. Like, you ever been in a meeting with fucking 20, a Zoom call with more than three people? Oh, it's terrible. yeah, I, I've hopped on uh, numerous calls, big, big companies, um, some even on Twitter, and it's like, I'm there, and then there's like four or five other people on the team, and I'm like, oh, shit, me. <laughs> But, yeah, were your yeah, parents get it done. your parents were supportive of you doing this uh agency thing and not like going to college or the army or Um, to be honest, even if they, I think at, at this point they're supportive, but even if they said no, I wouldn't really care. Um, I'm very, you know, sometimes I'm very, I guess they say hard headed. Um, sometimes my family says that, but it's like, even if, uh, even if they said no, I still, I would just be like, okay, like I, I know this is what I want to do and I don't want to do anything else. So like, why would I go to college? Oh, But like you, you're not asking permission. You're just letting them know they can yeah, prove it yeah, or not. Yeah. I, I, I'm letting them know. Like, there's been some things in life that I've done so far where it's just like, I'm letting them know, and there's no like yes or no. It's like, I want to do this. Like, let me, I guess, just watch me do this in a sense. I mean, Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. there you go. I don't know. I was gonna ask, like, what are the schools? Are the schools pushing college real hard? Like, what what are Um, most people doing in your school? I'd say pretty much I, I go to a private school of 40 kids or something in my grade. Um, and I'd say like probably honestly, all of them are going to college. Um, there's probably, I know there's one kid going to the Marines. Um, Hell I think yeah. there's other, other kids that aren't graduating. But like when I was talking to my counselor about it, I was like, he's like, Tyler, where are you going to college? I was like, yeah, I don't plan on going to college. Here's what I'm doing. And she's like, oh, good for you. Okay. Because like, realistically, even if she said, Tyler, like, I think you should go to college, I would have been like, okay. And then I would have just like, what if essentially went out one ear and out the other? Now, you might call it like, like, oh, you, you kind of sound like a fucking uh, dick or something like that for not like taking it to heart. But it's like, if you know what you want to do, why are you going to let anyone else like stop you? Unless it's like becoming a drug dealer or something like that, and then maybe you listen. But otherwise... You gotta follow what you gotta do. That's all. Yeah, I can't imagine she's changing anyone's mind, like a counselor at school. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's uh, non, not even persuasive at all. She just okay, but she doesn't have no sales game or anything. She doesn't know how to persuade me. Yeah. She, I mean, shit. She's a counselor at a school, bro. I mean, <laughs> she ain't got no sales game. I'm just She's yo. not gonna. Shout out to the counselors of school, but they do not have to. What's Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they work their asses off, but like, come on, come on, you gotta do something better with your life. I mean, have you enjoyed school up to this point, at least? Like, how how have Um, you seen school? I've seen school so three years ago when I kind of started the agency game, um, back when it was like social media management, all that stuff, and we can talk about that as well. Um, but even like back three years ago, I looked at school when I was like ninth grade. I was like, bro, school's a scam, college is a scam. Like, I had the exact same, like, frame. And, like, I'm one of those kids where seventh, eighth grade, I probably tried hard, maybe, um, in between everything else I did. But if I want to, like, honestly, at this point, like, I do pretty decent. I'm probably, like, 90, 95, eh, like, 91 average or so. Putting in like no work, I don't do like I don't do anything, um, Yeah. like outside of school, I didn't really do much in school. But like even back then, I knew the exact same framework. But I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So like, why would I do homework or do something along those lines of that when I could simply just work on what's more important? Like you were smart. It was just irrelevant to you, and you just didn't give a shit Yeah, about it. yeah, I viewed it as like I already know for majority of the stuff I want to. No, like what else am I gonna really know? Like I have YouTube, I can buy courses. I can literally know, like learn, if I wanna learn anything, I can do that. If I wanna learn quantum physics or something, I just go online. Like I don't, I stopped caring in a sense once I hit like ninth grade, so three years ago, I just pretty much stopped caring and, and been that way since.
no doubt. I mean, that's like, what got me, bro. Such Go ahead, a, yeah, early age, man. Like, I feel like I did that too. I just didn't do anything productive with my time. I enjoyed video games and going to play yeah. hockey and all that shit instead. No, I, I did that. I mean, you know, back in the day, play you know, Steam, CS:GO, Fortnite, all that yeah. shit, and it was it was fun. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed it, but then it just kind of kicked into reality where I was like. I think one day, like post pandemic, like 2020 or something like that, I'd play games all day. And like, for me, I'd wake, I'd wake up at like 12, 1 PM. Cause I'd stay up until like 3 AM. <laughs> 1 PM waking up. That's so funny. Dude. And like, I, I remember, cause like before playing that video game stage, I was growing Instagram accounts. I was waking up at like 9 PM, 9 AM. And that was like, I was awesome. It was awesome. And I was playing like a heavy, intense intensive amount of video games i was like bro i don't want to do this anymore like back then it was so much more like enjoyable let's hop back into that and then yeah cut video games off yeah i mean and cruise sailing ever since last year was a little rough though it's weed alcohol bars i've done that all gambling all that shit (laughs) it, it was enjoyable but i I just can't. I can't sacrifice my time now, my energy. At least you got it out the way early. I mean. Oh yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Here we think like on me, me and Trevor think like twenty five is a good age for weed. Yeah. Like yeah. Have you, you've done it like at an earlier age. Do you think you like wish you waited almost till you're older? Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I don't say wanna, no. It's all good, bro. I, I don't think I'd have. I don't have any regrets. I, I don't know what, like, if I would wait, I don't know where I would have been now. Um, I mean, I, I started smoking weed. I think I first tried it in, like, I want to say two years ago, three years ago. Probably three at this point. So when I was, like, 15-ish. And not going to lie, it, it hits different the first, like, when, the first time you get, like, actually high. Oh, dude. And, tell me about it. Like, I I enjoyed it. I think I did it for probably three years. Not, like, I didn't own anything anything i've done vape alcohol weed besides maybe alcohol i've never like bought cards or vapes it's like occasionally i had it alcohol is a different story that's uh that was that was my last uh i guess addiction if you want to call it but that was back in july so at least you're good to go though now right like yeah yeah i'm i mean it's been almost a year and a couple months it'll be a year since i've actually like gotten drunk or gotten high or something like that so i'm back to normal um the only thing i guess my new addiction if you want to call it is caffeine love some coffee um that's like today I ripped a coffee yeah i'm a big espresso guy girlfriend yeah me too espresso. espresso's awesome uh, i've been trying to get more into espresso like like the machines and shit they make those asmr yeah, videos yeah. oh yeah dude. yeah we got a machine at the house so it's like Pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Like, I remember the first time I had coffee. And I'm some guy on Twitter gave me like a pack of coffee. He runs a coffee brand. It's fucking awesome. I love him. Um, <laughs> and it's like bodied coffee. Shout out Jonah Lay. Link down below. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this, uh, so like, that's when I started drinking coffee. It's like dark chocolate or something like that, or chocolate. It's fucking like, it's sweet. But then I started drinking espresso and it's like, okay, we're going to start drinking this one. So, kind of been mixing in between two. Hell yeah! You ever? What's like the biggest mistake you made in your agency at such a young age? Like, what, what's one of the biggest lessons you've had so far? The two biggest lessons I can say that I had back in the day, like two years ago, we were doing three k months, um, which was, I feel like I was, once again I was on top of the world. I remember before I kind of dive into that, I remember the first couple clients I signed. I would hang out with my friends like every Friday night and we go over to their house, signed a client one week for like maybe 250, 300 next week, another client for 300. That was big money for me. So I'd, when I go over to my friend's house, bro, we, I spend a lot of the money just door dashing. We like, I bought food for everyone, oh, like dude. three, four nights in a row, weeks, weekend nights in a row. I felt like a king fucking high eating some McDonald's, Chipotle, whatever the case is. Um, and that, that was awesome. But the biggest couple mistakes that I learned within, even from a young age and just in, even in general, like one of the biggest things that I just 
continue getting mad at is back in like even during that time i remember i was seeing 3k months and it was like what i do I'm, i love to spend money i i've been like what if you gave me a million exactly if you gave me a million dollars i'd spend it because like money sitting still is kind of waste useless yeah. and i look at money now as like a I look at it now as like a form of energy um there's some guy on twitter that talks about it it's like you don't you don't you know hold a bunch of air and just like hold on to it now you continue breathing in and out like because you know you're gonna get more that's how i treat money now and even in general um but my biggest kind of mistake is back in the day during 3k months i was massively overspending i think profit margins were back in like 10 percent once i get more money i'd okay well you know where can we spend this where can we like improve and so i continue 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 like buying new shit and all that stuff which now that's taught me a lesson to like actually have good healthy profit margins and then another thing was like i remember i had like six seven eight clients and like this was all really really low ticket stuff but i had all these clients and i stopped outreach and i was like i'm chilling i got these clients they're not gonna leave me <laughs> guess what happened two months later no clients and i was like oh my god what stressing out fuck? they all leave a lot of them left or like oh, but also you have to realize that my service delivery from my perspective perfect service delivery back in the day was okay let's bring on a client talk to him once a month never ever again and that's 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 that he's gonna be a happy client like that's what i used to do i remember one client in particular i never talked to and they, they left after like one month or two months and i was like oh that's all right you know like i have to like i just put in the work and i didn't really communicate much and it was good but like that's also another lesson that I learned is like, you actually have to talk to these clients and like maintain a good relationship. With low ticket, yeah, dude. Yeah, especially with low ticket because these people are like, which is funny because a lot of these clients, they just like left me alone, which I was like, okay. I I, I, I was really like blunt and I was like, bro, like I'm not gonna be micromanaged and all that shit. But also you left after like two months, three months max, which horrible and no referrals either like come on when were you doing um 3k months like a year ago a few months like ago? two two years ago something like that oh, so you would have um, been 16 yeah i was like maybe i think even before i was, I was like 15 16 that is so yeah fucking nuts, dude. i can't even imagine that bro. but it was like 3k months zero like zero percent profit margin so it was like oh because because i was i was pretty much like okay got new client where can i put this money into it wasn't like it wasn't like okay like new client spend a little keep the rest as profit margins and then eventually you know spend that it was like okay like where can i instantly spend that for like and leave myself with little profit margins because i thought oh in order to like scale quickly i just need to continue reinvesting all my money which in a sense, that's somewhat true, but it's like if you have zero percent, like if you have low profit margins, you're not going to do anything. I mean, shit in twenty twenty one, three k, like that's like two trips to the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. The only other uh, alternative is simply just make more money. Once uh, once shit gets more expensive, just make more. Yeah, that's what I realized, yeah. man. Is like I I spend money. Yeah, well, I'm not going to stop spending money. That's never going to happen. So yeah. I just need more money to where I can't spend it. Exactly. <laughs> like, so that's like I, I that, that's what I realize more now. Yeah. Yeah, because like what I spend it on is, I mean, there's some. I, I'm it's probably like fifty fifty what I want fifty fifty what I want fifty what I need. Yeah. But I could definitely change that with more money. I feel like I feel like I would get yeah. less of what I want almost. Really? Yeah. You would probably buy everything you want and then fucking. Like you already have everything. Like if you were taking home twenty. Yeah, racks I have a month, everything Trev. right now. Like I'm living fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got like no yeah, you, you get every everything you need at the level you're at, right? So like, you know, 30, 40 racks a month, you're gonna get everything that you want in that price range, like, in the first six months, I'd imagine. Guess we'll have to find out. Yo, we're gonna find out, bro. Give us, give us a few, a uh, few minutes. We're gonna find a few, few minutes. Give me one quick minute. No, man, you want to just go in a little bit more about um, 
about the actual TikTok business, what you actually do for the TikTok? Cause oh yeah, I, I see your your threads on your threads and your tweets are unbelievable. Like all of them are coherently wrote written. So I'm just just dive a little deeper with how you think, just in case you know you want to send this video out. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you should see, bro. Like over the weekends, I'm spending hours just writing content. Pacing back and forth, trying to figure out what to say for my next tweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like our service, it's pretty. TikTok ads is on paper, it seems pretty simple. But once you realize that TikTok ads is always about creatives, creatives, and creatives, like, bro, this past week I had like, and I think I have a call today, and I guarantee you his main bottleneck will probably be creatives. Every client that a lot of their bottlenecks happens to be creatives. That's what TikTok ads is. Um, so in a sense, like media buying is pretty, pretty simple. I've had clients where they're like, Hey, we just need creatives. Awesome. That's totally fine. And they're still going to see a decent amount of success because it's creative based success. Like it's not about the media buying or the, Oh, what's my caption going to say the targeting? That shit doesn't matter mainly about the creatives. And that's why like we do both aspects, but clients across the board see success. Um, and I mean, clients are like, Hey, what's your, you know, what's your guarantee or something like that. And I hate when clients say that because it's like, or are, are you like not confident I can provide results, but it's like fucking angers me at the same time, but I got to say something to them. So it's like, yeah, we're going to lower your cost per acquisition. Like you're you pay like $20 to acquire like a paying customer. We're going to lower that. Um, so that's like our, if you look at like, that's like what essentially our, our mission could be. That's our mission for every client is to lower their customer acquisition costs and maintain a very, very profitable TikTok campaign. Um, I mean, a lot of our clients stay with us for six months minimum. Like I said earlier, small team, intimate relationships with every single client. And it's not like, oh, hey, you know, let's just bring on a client back in the day like I did, never speak to him. It's like, no, like we send gifts to our clients. Once they onboard with us, we send them gifts. We don't want some sort of like, just a business relationship. That's not what I'm here for. I'm actually here for like a very, you know, it, it could even be a friend to friend relationship. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of very, very simple terms, TikTok ads um, and creation. We do all what, that shit. I gotta say two things. Like one, yeah, those people that'll say, if you're so confident, why don't you do the first month for free? Or some shit like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, why don't you give shit away for free? You're so cop. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely annoying because you get those. But one, like, what I've noticed is like, once you get bigger clients and more higher paying clients, they're just like, okay, awesome. Like, our TikTok ads or TikTok organic client that we brought on is the number one CBD manufacturer in the U.S. It's like I'm pretty sure he's like one of the biggest ones. And I talked to him. He's like, oh, hey, like, I don't need proposals. All I need is like, and then he was like, you got free reign. Do whatever you want. Like, awesome. That's, and, and then like our first strategy call, because every client, we like we have an onboarding call. When I hopped on the onboarding call with him. This guy's in a dark lit room in a sofa, smoking a joint oh, on the ranch. And he's like, bro, don't worry. You can do whatever you want. I was like, awesome. I got to ask, what's the, uh, you said a creative? Yeah, so it's just like a, a video in a sense. Creative video, same nature. Oh, sorry, that was a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> I'm, do you I guys, don't know what, do you create TikTok them or, shit? yeah, so you create the actual TikTok then? Yeah, so how it works is we'll have a client ship out a, let, let's say, for example, like one of the people that I spoke to yes, this more, yesterday, not this morning. One's like suits. So in that case, what we would do for them is, okay, send a suit out to a creator that we work with, and then the creator will film it and we'll edit it. So look at, I heard this, it's a good analogy. I heard this recently, but look at the way we do things is we're like a, from the creative production side of things, look at like a movie. We'll do, the actor is the only thing that we don't do. So we'll do the scripts, we'll do, we'll do the filming, we'll do the editing, we'll do the revisions, we'll do all of that. But the only thing that we need is simply a creator, creator to show up, say the script, 
fulfillment, send it to us, and they're done. Oh, they're just... Oh, okay. Y'all make the scripts. That's fucking dope. So I'm like, how do y'all like film and edit all this shit not being with them? Yeah, so essentially how it works is like once the client ships out the product to the influencer, thing, you know, 10 to 14 days, whatever, how long the shipping times are, during that time, we're making briefs, we're making, you know, video inspiration scenes for each video, what we want them to say, what kind of, what the background, everything. So it's like, okay, they read this, they know what to do. Like, I just had a creator send me a, like a video today. I guarantee she probably spent, now she edited the video and did more because this was like a gifted collaboration. So she does all the work. But if she edited the video and sent it over to me, I guarantee you it'd probably take if she's a noob, 30 minutes max, but these are experienced creators. So honestly, 10 minutes if, if she's like having a bad day, but not much work to be honest. It's like, look at, in our aspect, look at the creator simply a vessel to get from, to, to be able to actually have a creative. Same thing for actors. Like they just have to look pretty, show up and say the script. And take yeah. Home. You ever work with anyone like famous? Like you don't have to name drop them, but like, in terms of celebrities, no. Um, our creators that we work with, they're not they're not like big celebrity inf like influencers. They're pretty small people. Um, now, depending, like if a client is like, hey, we need like an influencer, um, then we can like maybe, you know, we can reach out and find one. But directly, no, we haven't worked with a specific like celebrity. Indirectly, there was a company that we sent scripts over that works with Gordon Ramsay. Oh, um, so, so that that's that that's a pretty big, pretty big influencer. But um, we just did like the script writing, so they would have to do the editings in a sense. So if they don't need like an a, an influencer specifically, do you just pick the person that's gonna like film, like act? I guess. Yeah. So what I go, I hop into like my CRM that I have for my creators. And I'll look at, cause they fill a form. Every creator fills out a form and I'll look at like, I'll do like specifically like, okay, what category, what niche Because careers like in, in the form, it's like, okay, what niche do you want to pick of like your best niche to that, that you have most experience with. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'll do is I'll look at a lot of these careers and see what they filled out, cross-reference that with what the client wants, like ideally what their demographic is. Cause we pick like if someone's, if a demographic there are customer demographics like 25 to 35 we're going to pick careers within that age range if it's male we'll pick someone within the male if, it, if it's a latino we'll pick someone within a latino so we try and have them fit the customer avatar is that like an outreach awesome. thing you have to do too is look for more creators yeah it's uh creators are are interesting they think they think they're so entitled. It's like a rich schnob. Yeah, like, that's like what I can. I, I get that vibe off the way you're describing it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the rich, like, the rich white girl would get in all like the Saint Laurent for free yeah, so that she can model. Getting all she wants. Yeah, it's oh, like, dude. It's like no, no. All you do is simply just film, and that's it. Like you're not, you're in a comedy. Like I could easily replace you, um, unless you're like some like unless you're Gordon Ramsay. Then obviously it's it's different, but. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a pain in the ass, but we reach out to a lot of our influencers through through things like Twitter. I think a couple what, last month I put out like a tweet and like two hundred people replied, um, which was decent. And we reach out to a lot of them through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So All right. a little more organic. I might be a creator, yeah. dude. That sounds like fun, actually. I just don't know how to use TikTok. You just have to film. That's all. You don't. Yeah, you don't need to do. He said, "Do you?" I feel like I'd be good at it. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, half these like half these careers probably lie about what they do. Oh yeah, I got ten years of experience doing this. Shut up, no you don't. Like, huh. they're, 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 their experience says it all, and it's like the work I see says it all. So, uh, do you ever get the the uh, you're too young? I don't want to work with you because you're too young. You don't understand or something. I'm just curious. Yeah, so before I turned 18, which I guess now I'll okay. say that, or n now, now I'll say it, but well, you turned 18 they, like, like it wasn't yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yo, <laughs> yesterday. Was but, it a half like, hour ago? <laughs> yeah. 
But what a lot of people will say is like, how old are you? I was going like, I'm 18. I'll like instantly just say I'm 18 for some reason. Um, and I just say like, back in the day when I was 15, 14 doing this, I don't even think they asked me how old I am. At this point, no one really asks how old I am. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, even if they did, I'll simply say I'm 18 now. You know what I think it might be, just thinking about this now, is like there's so many people in your age group that just don't want to work at all, that are just lazy and entitled. It's like it don't matter how if you're super young, as long as you'll work, you know? Yeah. It's uh... – yeah, this, this fucking generation. The bar like, is low. I want to work. Yeah. Pop, pop yeah, the... off, bro. People working? Hell no. <laughs> bro, the bar is extremely low. There's so many things in, in this game that the bar is extremely low. It's honestly funny. I'm running laps around them. Like, not that hard. What? Well, let's tap into mental health real quick being the Mind Over Matter podcast. Bro, are you yeah, down? Y'all down? Yeah. <laughs> Well, how would you describe the mental health of your generation? Kind of 18 right about your age. Man, I'd, I'd say blue-pilled. Uh, and that just parties all day. Like, that's typically what, if, if you had to put, like, if you had to match them to a persona, it's really like one of those rich white girls that party all day and get whatever they want and, like, they don't want to work. That's kind of a lot of my generation, um, even now. Like, half the kids at my school simply just want to go to school, which is like an actually do score, which is funny. Um, but then, like, also go to parties, get drunk, and just, like, play video games. That's pretty much everyone. Even the ugly ones? Yeah, the, the ugly ones, they go to their own parties. They go to the ugly parties. Oh, fat. You know what I'm talking about, Trevor? Like, for the hot chicks, it works. But for the ugly dudes, bro. Yeah, bro, for the ugly dudes is a struggle. They they probably put in the work. If I'm gonna be honest, they probably put in the work. Yo, yeah. But they so play, like, play video games too. So. What do you think yeah. is driving them being so like bleh about life? I don't think they have a like I, I remember for me, what changed for me from being a someone who smokes weed, drinks, plays video games, doing all that shit you know jerking off whatever the case is what turned me from that what turned me from that keep into, it real. we what, keep it a stack here bro. keep it real what turned me Y'all from that into me. what i am now is simply just I, I look at my life and i'm like well do i like if i want to become the person i want to be i can't like continue doing these things like if i and I'm, I'm a big uh big fan of believing in you have to be it internally before you are externally like there's, there's a delay window and like if you're physically or if, if you're mentally and internally like who you want to be then it's only a matter of time until externally you become that. um and that like that that turned me into like i remember first month i stopped drinking alcohol and i said i'm not drinking alcohol i did it and then stopped smoking weed along with that i mean i've had some sips here and there but it's like not the same um yeah i mean it's it's simply what's well, different between me and everyone else and all these bums at my school is simply they don't have a strong vision and like mindset. I'm sorry, but like they, they kinda got they got a they got kind of a broke, lazy mindset that just wants to slack off all day and that's not me. What's that? Being black pilled, you heard about that? Yeah, I I hear some of my friends call it like and I just kinda of ignore them. I'm like, okay. That like I mean that explains why your generation like their outlook it's not a positive outlook on the future it's not hopeful yeah it's annoying because it's like bruh you're living like every day is a blessing come on and like even if like I understand how you could just be like so down and like I was at one point that like I understand you could just be like so negative and all the time like come on come on it's a mindset though it don't do anything man it doesn't help you at all being a negative nancy bro it doesn't if you're negative you're just gonna keep going down that road well a lot of it no because people in your situation are i mean are you pretty lonely i want to say like i choose i'm more of an introverted so like i i choose like last yesterday was probably like the first time i went and hung out with my friends outside of school a couple like three, four months, maybe. 
I, I personally choose to stay inside, but if I wanted to, I could go outside. I wouldn't say I'm lonely. At one point, I was lonely when I was doing this, but like, then I had IO, then I had my online friends, which kind of sounds nerdy, but I don't give a fuck. Hey, we're um, the same way, shit. Oh, I said that to yeah. somebody today, bro. It was like, yeah, what? I said the same exact thing. Like, then I met some buddies online and my life changed. Like, <laughs> Exactly. It's just the way it is, bro. We're 2023. Especially Discord, dude. Like, we can play poker on here now. Like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, dude. Just chilling with your homies. Yeah, that's what we were doing when you joined. We were literally playing poker in this game. I thought you were playing some, like, in-person shit. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Trevor's lucky we weren't playing in person, dude. You get your ass beat in person, bro. You wouldn't even (laughs) know how to deal. I'd fucking, i just win, dude. (laughs) Or if if I'm losing, I'll just cause a scene. Fucking... The oldest throw everything the away, bro. Now, I mean, oh, it does God. make sense too. Like, if you look at the news, it's all like, like everything's a crisis, you know. Like, there's a gun crisis, a climate crisis, a fucking MAGA crisis. Like, everything is a world-ending issue. And if I'm 18, I can't really discern what's propaganda and what's not. So, if I'm just taking everything at face value, the world is going to end tomorrow. It feels like. Yeah. And, bro, I, I was, like, even one of those people who'd watch, like, like, pandemic time. Bro, I'd watch the news every day. I'm actually, like, scared. i actually, like, oh, my God, I need a vaccine. Sadly, I, I might have to get it removed, but I got the jab, sadly. Two you of might them. have to get it removed? I'm going to have to fucking just chop off my arm or something. I don't want to be tracked. Yo, I was looking up ways to unvaccinate myself, dude. I heard, like, nicotine. You're vaxxed? Yeah, I, well, we were in the army, dude. They fucking swindled oh. us, though, dude, so hard. They got my ass so good. They said, you will not go overseas unless you get vaxxed. I That's got what vaxxed. they did. Bro. A month like, later, they said, actually, you have scoliosis. You're out of here. So got you, bitch. Jesus. Bro. Yeah, they're like, if you have a mask or a, a vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. That lasted like two months. And then they were just guilt tripping us, dude. Because, like, in our unit, we were one on one replacements, right? So, like, Trevor would be overseas. I would fly out to replace him, right? And then he'd come home. Mm-hmm. But when that happened, it was so much like, you know, someone's going to have to go out there. Now this guy's doing four deployments a year because you don't want to get vaccinated. It's like, why does yeah. it have to be like this, bro? <laughs> like, I'm not doing this to screw anyone over. I just don't like what's in here, bro. It's the news, man. The news. Safe and effective, absolutely, bro. But like, and then they were saying they're going to kick people out. And I was getting out probably in like a year when this shit all was happening. I'm like, can I stick it, you know, just limp to the finish line? And then, like, after that all happened, they took back the mandate and didn't kick anyone out, dude. Like, we have one guy in our shop that didn't get vaccinated. His name is Scott. Shout out to Scott. I, I got a lot of respect for that guy for yeah. fucking putting uh, up Scott. with all that shit. Because that takes nuts, bro. Bro, it's the news, the news, the news, the news. Horrible. Well, how, how do you consume news now, then? Uh... I mean, Twitter, bro, there's some crazy shit that somehow comes across my timeline on Twitter. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, there's Twitter, <laughs> Twitter spaces, um, some crazy shit. And then, like, you guys know uh, Andy Frisella? The real AF guy or 75 hard, whatever. I don't. Do you, would he make 75 hard or something? Yeah. You know 75 hard? I've heard of that. Yeah. I've not Yeah, there's... That. He does like he does some current event shit along with like some business stuff. Um, that's kind of like how I consume a lot of my stuff, like through podcasts and stuff. Um, but sadly, my family fucking watches the news every day. So sometimes I'm just sitting down to dinner, and guess what comes on? So it's like, but it's funny because they can't they can't brainwash me anymore. They can't fuck me up. I already know what's right and wrong. So I'm kind of invincible here. Yeah, but they'll get pretty upset because they can't prove you wrong. Like it's an ego boost to them to tell for them to convince you that you're wrong. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like they they thrive off the fact that they have they have this information from the news source from the TV. I watched this live. Eat this shit. It was like no, and now you just pretty much shit on everything they just did for the past hour, and now they don't feel validated. You know what I'm saying? Like, are they only watching one side too? I gotta imagine. Oh yeah, oh. sadly. But it's funny because my parents are divorced, so like everyone, like my dad, 
It's funny, bro. My dad's the fucking OG red pill guy who's talking about conspiracy <laughs> theories and and tr he loves Trump and uh, like like Fox News and all that stuff. He's like hard Republican, but like he's he's somewhat red pilled. Um, but like the rest, of, like my the rest of my dad's side is all like Democratic, so it's kind of funny. Like my dad doesn't give a shit about what anyone says. Like he'll he'll argue with anyone about like him being right. He's just trying to like convince the masses. He gets oh. shut down every time. <laughs> That's what's so you're not gonna convince anyone though, like on the left. Yeah, well he, he just he doesn't give a fuck. He he'll talk oh. to anyone about anything. No, yeah. My dad's problem is he tries to make logical sense of everything. So yeah. he'll ask questions in good faith trying to get a logical answer. And sometimes you just can't. There, there just aren't some logical answers to the questions that we have to ask nowadays. So my dad looks like this douchebag because he's just trying to figure out what the hell's happening, asking a question in his old-fashioned old man way, and he looks like a complete dick because you, there's just no answer to him. Like <laughs> if they if they were to answer, it's you know it's well you're being a dick about it, so chew glass. Or yeah, I'm standing next they... to him like, dude, you can't be like. Dead, you because they can't answer it, dude. Yeah. Like those fucking you all see those videos on like Matt Walsh or Michael Knowles up on a college stage and some person like from the left asks them a question and they can't answer anything that Matt Walsh says because there is no answer. It's just like shouting over you, I feel offended by what you say. And it's yeah. like most people that are on the left are not attempting to understand you. Like uh fucking that Hassan Piker thing we watched, Trev. Or not Hassan Piker, goddamn. Uh, Sebastian Yeah. Did you watch yeah, that H3 with, uh, with Sebastian? Yeah. Fuck that guy. He's a fat ass. Yeah. Like, we're watching I'm, it, though, I'm and it's like you he's, now, he's, dude. <laughs> yeah, link, link down below, but no, fuck. You don't need the views, bro. <laughs> we'll, we'll do Sebastian's version, but like, Ethan was not trying to understand where Sebastian was coming from. And it you was could just, just try tell in the dialogue like it wasn't yeah like he wasn't trying his questions were not to get a real answer his questions were to just get sebastian in the spotlight and make him look like a dick gotcha moment dude good old gotcha i, I was watching that with trevor and i was like i wish you could take like a random sample like 20 people from both these people's audience i guarantee you sebastian's would be fucking more in shape have more money like generally happier i think than yeah and, bro, time. same thing like with like all these people hating on Andrew Tate, but I guarantee you, if you take like a strong, well, you just take like a, a random twenty sample of Andrew Tate, and then like once again H three H three fucking fat ass, I guarantee you that sample is gonna be much fatter, like less less obedient, like have less discipline overall. It's like insane. Well, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, people I mean, like on the left. Oh, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say, like, I could kind of understand like where Ethan's coming from because I've been in like a super depressed state. But at the same time, Sebastian's just simplifying it uh, so much to try and like, hey, this is how simple it is. But then yeah. Ethan's trying to say, no, it's actually way more complicated than that. And then just the gotcha moments because Sebastian's saying, no, it is really this simple. But then them saying, no, well, you're only 24, so you don't really understand how complicated it is. It's just complete bullshit pulling the ageism shit on him, too. Like, it's that nuance, bro. They try to add nuance to absolutely anything. It's like, I don't need any nuance with my fucking pen here looking like a French fry. This is a red pen with a French fry on top. That's it. Um, but no, like on the left, they have this thing where people on the left won't consume media from the right, but people on the right will consume media from both sides. So, like, my mom despises Alex Jones, bro. Despises him, right? Never never heard a sentence he said from, like, InfoWars or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I intentionally watched that H3 thing to see how Sebastian handled himself and see where, the, like, where the – where the disconnect was like that's what i've been trying to figure out where this huge disconnect yeah. is in society because everyone's so disconnected right now and it's it's based off i don't know what like i'm just trying to figure it out that's why i'm just focusing on myself and my business <laughs> and then whoever yeah, i come across I what's cr crazy too is like we don't know how it got this bad really but it's like if you look to the future of where it's probably going to go it's like there's really no outcome that i see that's not ugly yeah like how the hell are we here <laughs> how do you make peace with people who hate you because of how you voted trevor like 
You, you can't, dude. <laughs> it's like such such violent rhetoric. It's an us versus them thing. Like you, people don't criticize their own side. Like like very few people will criticize the left on the left. I see a little bit more of it on the right. Like like my dad, I trust because he'll do that. He'll say like Trump's crazy, and also I think the trust the science crowd is a bit crazy too. But like that's yeah. a a unique part or circumstance i'd say it's crazy bro it's propaganda learning all that but it's fun it's cool to see like someone someone like tyler you know just living life to what it is right now like this is what's happening to me right now take it or leave it <laughs> i'm yo so, you know like i'm on my own here like how do you feel about like a romantic relationship have you ever been in a relationship i like Back in seventh grade or something like that, seventh eighth grade, <laughs> so I no. was like, I was like in my my I guess you could say my like into it. Um, but like then ninth grade hit and I was like, bro, let's just get a bag. And so, um, I really, I don't know, I just haven't thought about it recently. But I'm sure like this year, next year, I'll uh, I'll start flapping out again. You're not gonna do the red pill and be like thirty and try and bag like a twenty year old. No, bro. That's that's, uh, that's, that's one thing. Fun. That's because like when I learn about something new, like the red pill or like more the right a few years ago, it's like I'll get super into it, and then I'll fucking kind of tone it back. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like everything though. Like conspiracy theory, bro. Wait till I get into the beginning of a rabbit hole. Oh yeah. This is this is <laughs> ask Trevor shit. about Scientology, bro. Shit. <laughs> ask me about Scientology. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get a Scientologist on the show, dude. I think that'd be so badass. It's hard. Because what are they going to say? Like, oh, I can't tell you? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I really don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to, like, explain themselves. They're fucking powerful, too. That's what I'd be afraid of, dude. Yeah. It's yeah, like I'm going to need more Cruise power. That's you. like Andrew Tate instigating against the, the government. Like, that's literally what... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd be doing. That's what I'm saying. I'm Tyler, instigating you... against Scientology with no money and no nothing. Like, they're going to just come at my ass with lawyers and I'm just over with. They'll be the end Tyler... of Trevor Blazik as we know it. Literally, they'll sue your ass fucking out of existence. Tyler, you heard about Scientology and, like, what they do and shit? Yeah, of course, bro. It's it's, it's crazy. Fucking nuts. I'm in Tampa, so I accidentally ran into one in one of my meetings, and it was just like, oh, shit, I don't know what to say. I'm, like, frozen. Like, I don't know. If one I'm... of your meetings? Yeah, like in when a, one of our networking meetings, and I just like ran into one. Oh and I was God! Like, oh shit! Like I don't, I don't really know Came what to do. Hot. To each their own, but I don't really know what to do right now. <laughs> I just <laughs> tread lightly, honestly. Not really much yeah, just can do. Like, say minimal words. Don't know what's going on. Yeah, bro. I'm not trying to get sued. No, but we're at around 50 minutes. We're gonna try and start keeping them a little shorter for the audience here. Um. Gonna try try and keep around forty five. I feel like that's a good a good number. I mean, all the TV shows have been doing it for a reason, you know, all growing up. So yeah, like forty five minutes exactly. Yeah, so we're gonna try and try and follow the right way to do things. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but uh, oh, forty five minutes is like good time. Yeah, I feel like that's like perfect. a perfect chill time. Like when I get some food out and go to eat. I want to watch like a 45 minute video and then I'll get back to work. Yeah. Like it's, it's dope too, because I think that's a good, like you can almost split it in half where the first half is like about the person on the podcast, get kind of comfortable and then get into more of like the mental health. Yeah. Show. I like that. How'd you like it, Tyler? How'd you feel about it? Let's get some oh, immediate feedback. It's great. It's great. What can I say? Nothing wrong with that. Good structure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's some good. good. Yeah. Some good giggles. Normally we get pretty uh pretty deep in the mental health. It gets hard sometimes, and I'm like, I'm, yeah. you're not gonna do that at the beginning. It, of the show. Yeah, we can't like open the show up like, hey, how you doing? You ever, you know, thought about suicide? Just go, like dive right in. It's hard to dive right into something like that. <laughs> like when yeah. my mom got on there, the call to help us that one time. Yeah, bro. dude, <laughs> dove right into that shit. Oh, dude, shout out to my mom. No, she got on the call and was like, yeah, hi, I'm Tara. Um, here's how my daughter was raped. And I'm like, whoa, oh, dude, I'm yeah. Like, Met Trevor like once before that. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for helping me out. Like, <laughs> yeah, a real shooter, Jesus. though. A real shooter. His mom is so legit. But Shout um, out to my mom. Tyler, what would you say to the kids in high school right now, just like yourself, who are uh, pretty, pretty lost? Like, 
just lost lost in the video game world don't know what to really do like just maybe not even in the the high school maybe some adults too like what would you say some some lost people yeah just someone who's lost just grab a pen grab a piece of paper notebook go out nature just figure out uh just spend like an hour whatever um just like figure out what you want to do in life or even right now like I did. I didn't do that, but I just figured out like, okay, what what do I want to like? What do I want to be remembered as? And what do I uh, like? What vision do I want? Especially yeah, like, cool. especially like the people I want to help. Because like, once you realize like, once you start, it's about the money. Some people mostly. Over time, you realize it's not about the money because if it was about the money, you'd probably quit once you like. Yeah. Once you didn't get the money, and you realize like it's it's actually for something greater to actually help your family, help your neighborhood, wherever a greater cause at the end of the day. But I think like, yeah, just spend some time just figuring out what you want to do in life, whether that's an agency, whether that's fitness, whether that's fucking, you know, working at a restaurant, whatever the case is, just figure out what you want to do in life. And that might be a hard answer, but give yourself some time. I think you got to ask the hard questions. Bro. Yeah. I, I will yeah. add to that real quick. If you don't, if you don't really know at all what you want to do, I would say find out what you're good at, ask your friends, figure out what you're good at, and then go to places that you haven't been, like Twitter. Because you're not going to know what's yeah. out. Like, You're not going to be able to aim there if you don't know it's there at all. So, And it's not like – like yes, asking your friends for like what, you know, what do you think is like, – what do you think my strong suit is is awesome. But at the same time, I, I never did that. Like, you know, it's, not, it's not necessarily needed. I never knew marketing before I hopped into marketing. I never knew how to run like a Facebook ads or creatives. I just, you just start Googling and running threads and somehow you become awesome at it. Um, But yeah, I mean, just figure out like, even if you don't want to do what your family tells you to do, as long as, you know, you just put some, as long as like overall, you actually like work every day, day in, day out. Like, but yesterday was my birthday. Fucking work like all day, ran three miles or so like ran and walked three miles went to the gym and like bro like you can't you can't just be willing to just slack off on some days like even on my birthday i was grinding until two three four i think even five and then i went to a family dinner came back home went to my my friend's dinner because it was his birthday and went to his house came back home slept boom now repeat like you can't you can't just like it's not even about the skill at some point it's really about are you willing to put in the work? Because if you're willing to put in the work, it doesn't matter. Like, you can, you can be good at anything if you just put the work in day in, day out. Even, too, if you fail, it won't be because you didn't work hard. Exactly. Exactly. Like, first agency, like, agency V1 failed. Okay, well, that's fine. You learn from your mistakes. And you just come back stronger than ever. Yeah, it's, uh, I always talk to Kevin about it. We're, you could build yourself up to be the, the top 5% of men top two percent of men and the money will end up coming there its way exactly. just, like, the money is where you become the top one percent you could be the top like five percent of men just focusing on yourself working on yourself and when that starts to happen the money is just going to end up right it's going to fall on your lap and then you've already created all these skills in this lifestyle already built around yourself and you're good to go when you get money you don't blow it away like i do <laughs> it's only a failure if you don't learn yeah yeah but thanks for coming on man it was a good episode i appreciate it sorry again for uh fumbling the bag a couple times there uh, kept it in the air we're we're here uh we'll we'll have to get you on again it's been a been a good time man i appreciate it but time is up so yeah (laughs) thanks guys yeah no we'll uh we'll catch you next time thanks everyone for watching Follow him on Twitter. He's got some banging stuff, some great t- content. That's where we uh, where we sparked it all from. We'll have IO down there in the chat too. So we'll catch y'all next time. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We had a blast with that episode. This next episode, though, I have to say was amazing. Kev, how'd you feel, man? I felt at the end pretty tired. It was a lot of heavy subjects. We get into mental health, veteran stuff, 
um, addiction. It's some heavy subjects, but I think a lot of people can relate to it. Would you? Yeah, think, you know? yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I said it at the beginning of the podcast. It just felt more like a at home conversation. And it's kind of weird to say that because now that you say that it was a tough conversation, I'm saying it's also one that makes me feel more comfortable. So I guess that's kind of odd, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, Sean. Thanks for hopping on, man. Uh, Tyler, thanks for hopping on. We'll catch you all in the next episode. Be sure to follow Tyler and all his uh, all his next journeys, man. You know this kid's bright. Hell yeah. Catch y'all next time.